All right, we having Thanksgiving at my house this year, so I'm letting y'all know right now that the rules that apply at my mom's house don't apply at this one. All right, Cousin Nikki, watch all your kids now. I know you got four kids for four different baby daddies. That's like 16 different personalities and all your children now. Watch all of them. Uncle Leroy, I see you brought that liquor. I appreciate it, but don't pop them bottles until about 5 o'clock, you understand? Because that dog liquor make a bitch want to fight, and ain't nobody fighting up in here, you understand? We ain't going to have a remake of Christmas last year. And Auntie Samantha, don't take no to-go plates for your cheating-ass husband until everybody eat, you understand what I'm saying? Uncle Elroy, don't lay across that sofa. Other people got to sit down, and don't put your cheesy-ass feet on that coffee table. Either put them on the floor. All three of y'all, get up and fix y'all kids something to eat, because I don't like children in my pots. First of all, they fix too much on their plate and wind up throwing half of it away. Get up. Somebody call Shanice because she thinks she the Beyonce of the family, but I'm not waiting on nobody to eat. Mika said don't talk to her about college. She a struggling, broke college student. Well, Dern, if you want to smoke marijuana, that's fine. Do it on the patio and call me when you smoke, yeah? yeah. <laughs> and welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I am Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Olivia Pope. Ooh, so but are, I'm you, not, are you the fixer? I'm uh, just thinking about Olivia Pope as a woman. But I'm not like Ophit's Olivia Pope. I'm more Olake when she had like her head on straight and wanted to disappear on an island with him. <laughs> First of all, I've never heard anybody call her Olake. Like, I had to think about it for a second. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ophits and Olake were, like, a thing. Like, I remember the Ophits being a thing, but I don't think I ever realized Olake was a thing. So I was like, Jake? <laughs> Jake? Just just... Jake was fine. Okay. Right. Jake said he he was bigger than Fitz. <laughs> he said he reached <laughs> uh, regions that Fitz only dreamed of. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. So, other than reminiscing on <laughs> Olivia Pope and Co, what else have you been doing? What you been drinking? All that good stuff. Girl, I did too much. I think I listened. I took that whole last week's Poor Life Decision to heart, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go be social. So... Doya, when are you not social? Girl, I was out every day this weekend. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Friday, I was at, um, I went to an art show with my friend. Yes. I got home maybe like 1.30 a.m., which is gross. Then (laughs) Saturday, I kind of ran some errands during the day. And then I went to Friendsgiving. I got home about midnight. And then I woke up, you know, when you wake up after a night of like drinking and shenanigans, so you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not dead. That's great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not all the way hungover. And my sister texts me. She's like, did you know today was for Sunday and not next weekend? I was like, oh, I guess I can do nursing. So I took my uh, not not hungover ass to church. And How did all- that go? Because you had nursery by yourself this week, right? Well, I was supposed to, and then somebody helped me, which okay. praise God. But, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was, like, weird. It was, like, one of my kids, who's just usually the happiest little kid, he comes in and starts playing, and he didn't want to leave his mama. So his mama, <laughs> she's only uh, texting. I understand this kid. 
she was over there texting. I was like, I don't know who she texted. And her husband show up. <laughs> He's like, get over there. And I'm like, y'all have to oh. have a conversation. And so <laughs> he was like, he came back in and he played with his toys and didn't cry. <laughs> he was fine. Bless his heart. And then we had two like baby babies. So I think I had like a six month old and like a nine month old. And so, like, me and my, you know, friend were, you know, holding them. And then this two-year-old came in, and he hasn't been used to, like, he doesn't like leaving his parents or his sister. And so he was, like, cutting up, crying. And the baby I had was, like, an empathetic baby. So she was crying because he was crying. But... (laughs) (laughs) But she was, like, it was the cutest little cry because she never really opened her mouth. So it was more like a whimper. And I'm like... I'm sorry. Aww. Like, was no tears coming out of her eyes. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just keep at here. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> but we made it. Lord Jesus, we made okay. it. And then I went to um, a football watch party brunch. And okay. the Cowboys are losing, so I drink a lot. <laughs> are you a Cowboys fan? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, well, that Prescott. You know how I feel. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. But also, but a lot like, of people with him being, you know, from Mississippi and from state, I know a lot of people who are, you know, fans of him without necessarily being fans of the team. So one I, of my coworkers is a diehard 49ers fan, but she loves Dak. So it's like, you know. I'm an board Dallas fan. So Cowboys, Mavs, Wings, Stars, Rangers, all of it, Dallas. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a thing that happened. So you didn't really get any rest this weekend? No, and I was drinking and doing other things all weekend. (laughs) It seems like I saw a text at one point that said something about, never mind. Okay. (laughs) I was like, whatever this text said, shut up. going on uh that's it just kind of getting ready for you know heading out to mississippi um, i haven't heard you say much about the new place are you loving it yeah but i'm in a new area and i think it's like once i figure out like my my places to go and things like that i'll be happier but honestly like i'm just so far from by far i mean like maybe 10, 15 minutes away from, like, Target, Kroger, Walmart, and all of that. So I had to, like, be strategic and, like, go into the store. Okay, yeah. 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 But it's okay. It's a cute little area, but mm, I'm experiencing the same thing, being Uh further away than what I was used to. Like, I literally was right down the street from my favorite favorite Walgreens and Mm -hmm. my favorite Kroger, and now, yeah. And now you really have to, like know what you're gonna get so yeah i get it so when are you coming home wednesday okay (laughs) Okay. we'll talk we'll talk later (laughs) (laughs) so as far as what i'm drinking um first of all i'm drinking out of my ravenclaw wine glass (laughs) yay i was like so i decided are you ravenclaw yes but here's the thing i've decided you were gryffindor Oh, girl, no. 
I know, me neither. I want to be, but... <laughs> I'm like, it's not even that hype. It's just <laughs> whatever. But um, I decided I am a Ravenclaw with a rising Slytherin moon. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so I drink out of both, I see you. both glasses, and I'm like... I was like, today, I was like, are you feeling like a Ravenclaw or a Slytherin today? And Ravenclaw went out. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I see the it. Slitherclaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you have in the Ravenclaw glass? So, it was this Sauvignon Blanc, and it was um, cured or whatever you call whatever what wine does in a barrel, but in a tequila mm-hmm. barrel, which is different. Like, a lot of times you hear about wine that's like aged in whiskey barrels, but mm-hmm. I didn't taste anything extremely different it's kind of like a pear e taste in it but um yeah so i feel like they just got me with marketing because it's like available <laughs> you buy it and it's like a tequila bottle but you don't taste anything mm. but the wine like mm. sometimes like with like the wine that are whiskey barrels you can taste like the caramel notes in it yeah but not this yeah, I've had some of that before, but I've never, I've never had, nor have I heard of the tequila, the wine being in the tequila barrel. Yeah. So, but you're telling me, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, it just tastes like something. <laughs> I mean, just I just want some regular wine, then mm-hmm. fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I took my braids down. <laughs> Wow. And it, I go through this every time I get braids and it's time to take them down. And it's like, I'm never doing this again. I don't right. know why I put myself through this. <laughs> I hate this. This is ghetto. <laughs> it's like, but also I refuse to like, let people help me. Like, oh, I'm so shocked by that. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> y'all should have seen it. Like she just called me a bitch with her eyes. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just I don't know. It's to me. It's such an intimate thing. Like I wish I wish my granny or my mama would know how to do it. I'm even picky with who I let you know what stylist i let get in my hair like i just don't so anyway it takes me forever every time i go through it it's like i'm never doing this again and then i woke up this morning like so when am i gonna get some more braids because <laughs> it's like you forget you forget about the struggle of taking them down and then once you have to deal with your real hair all you can remember is the ease of not having to deal with your real hair so I was like, hmm, so how long am I going to go before I get some more braids? I'm actually going to wait a while, though. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We're going to we're gonna feel this out for a while. Tosses dreads. Can't relate. <laughs> I cannot stand. And I, I cannot stand you. And I also have times when I'm like, am I dedicated enough to go through with dreading my hair can i do it am i dedicated i just don't think i am i don't think i can stick it out i was about to say you just have to be ready for it but especially in the beginning 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I could stick it out and go through growing it out in the beginning. I just yeah. feel like I would give up and be like, bump this. But everybody that I know, well, all of the girls that I know, <laughs> all the girls that I know have beautiful dreads. Whether they have thicker dreads or they have like the sister lock. All the girls that I know that have dreads have beautiful dreads. And I think about it often like, can I do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so tonight I am trying a new, well, it's new to me. Um, it is Seagram's Spiked Escapes. It's like a wine cooler type deal. I'm about to say, the they flavor. put the wine cooler in a can. <laughs> oh, 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 you've had these before? No, I can just see it in front of you. <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm saying, though. Have you had it before? No. Oh. But did they oh, used the to call their um, wine cooler escapes, too? I don't know. No. The only wine coolers I drink are Bottles and James. No. <laughs> No, I do like the Jack Daniels wine coolers too. I like a lot of different wine coolers actually, because I still like a I still like a hard mics every now and again. Okay, that was like my first drink. Like, excuse me, when we were undergrads, like I would have I would go and buy mics and like I'd have to drink one every night before bed. Like that was my nightcap. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you for growth. But the flavor <laughs> I'm drinking is Calypso Colada. It is very uh, coconutty. It's very sweet. <laughs> very sweet. Borderline too sweet. <laughs> and what made me try, I bought the assorted pack. This is just the mm-hmm. one I'm drinking for tonight. But what made me try them is because they contain 8.5% alcohol, which is a lot for a wine cooler. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty good. Delicious treat. I feel like I'm on an island. Uh. <laughs> um, nope. I didn't think to get a review before tonight. <laughs> Good, because I want to talk about TV. <laughs> Good, let's talk about TV. <laughs> uh, so I started watching Dollface. Have you heard about that? I have, and I had started Dollface. I watched the first episode, and I didn't really get into it that much but then when i saw you talking about it i was like i meant to i meant to text you then and say okay i'm gonna give it another try <laughs> so i watched a couple of more episodes and i like it yeah i like it so i feel like the first episode it was very like dramatic production which i love it kind of reminded me of uh sorry to bother you <laughs> it's just that level like a dramatic yeah. production and I loved it like so much uh, it's really <laughs> weird to me because I'm such a girl's girl that she's having such a problem with being friends with girls yeah. <laughs> but I really love the show that actor or actress I don't know which one I'm supposed to say nowadays but she <laughs> actex portray- <laughs> 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 she she plays that kind of girl mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. The kind of girl who doesn't really know how to be friends with other girls. Like she plays that role often. And yeah. I love her, which is another re- that's why I watched it watched it initially is cuz I love her cuz I love two broke girls. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to give this a try and the it wasn't that I didn't like the first episode cuz I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um I was just like, okay, I might watch this in my spare time or something, but it's nothing that I'm going to like 
try to watch right now. <laughs> and then when you were talking about it, I was like, okay, I'll give it another try. Because we don't often watch the same show. So I was like, <laughs> I'll give it another try. And I watched a few more episodes and I do like it. The um the writer of the show like responded to one of our tweets. I was so excited. <laughs> but um yeah, so I was actually like live, I guess, messaging it with my friend. <laughs> so we watched like two of the episodes together and it was fun, but um Good. Well, together but apart, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a really cute show. I don't I don't know if you're the one who initially somebody suggested it to me and then somebody else suggested it to me and I was like okay I'll watch it <laughs> but it wasn't me because like I said it didn't really spark any joy initially yeah but, but you know stick to it it's um great. I watched a documentary on Netflix this weekend the one on the Bikram yoga mm. it is good it is good it reminds it reminds me a lot of did you ever watch the the doc on Netflix about Osho? I know Becca did, but I can't remember if you watched it or not. I don't watch it plus, most it, documentaries on Netflix. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Honestly, but now to be honest, that is almost the only thing that Netflix Netflix is starting to become good for mm-hmm. is like documentaries and their true crime stories because a lot of their programming is just or as someone else put it it's not as easy to find things to like on netflix Mm -hmm. so because honestly all the shows that i have stumbled upon on netflix that i love it's because twitter was talking about them so if i don't get suggestions from other people it's really hard for me to kind of navigate and figure out what i like on and that that's not just true for netflix that's true for a lot of them but a lot of their programming is just kind of going down but the documentaries are always good and this one was good too i it is i i will just say if you like documentaries if you like that sort of thing check it out you will learn a lot i had no idea that bikram yoga was named after a person i thought it was just a style um and and ultimately it is a style (laughs) once you watch it you you'll get that but I just want to say, I did hot yoga one time as an undergrad, and I hated that shit, and I will never do it again. The Bikram yoga is hot yoga, and there are no words to describe the smell when you do hot yoga. And I'm just going to say that I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. I've done yeah. hot yoga and I didn't have those kind of problems. So. Oh my god! <laughs> I I maybe it was the people that I was with and nobody in there looked like me, and maybe I don't know, but it just wasn't good at all. It smelled <laughs> awful. It smelled awful. <laughs> um, and it was a tight, and the studio was tiny as well. That could have yeah. been a you know factor, but yeah, maybe. I would say I have two more things to share. They're not books. Uh, they're not shows, but they are books. Um, so one is called Girl, I think. And it's about the women in, um, in Nigeria who got kidnapped in Boko Haram. 
women and men because they talk about the story of a man and it's really good uh i was listening to it on audiobook it's really short so y'all should check it out okay and i forgot what the second one was so we can carry on <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, I might I might check that out, especially if it's short. Oh, heavy. That was the second one. Um, it's about this uh his academic from Mississippi and it kinda tells his story and his like relationship with food and you know, growing up in Mississippi. And it's really good. It's kinda like it's just like essays and he's an amazing writer. And your eyes, your eyes are asking me, have I started heavy yet? And I know no, I you haven't. Have but... And Shonda, I will be ready by December the 5th, okay? <laughs> it's really, really good. Doya, y'all should see how Doya kept looking at me. Like, her eyes just kept saying, I know you hadn't started. I know you hadn't started. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you haven't, but... <laughs> I'm, but I also plan on... I'm reading I'm I'm reading the book from our book club mm-hmm. and since I'm off this week I put a big dent in it today. I really like it by the way. Um but for heavy I intend on listening to it so that's why I'm kind of like not really stressing about it. Yeah. That's what I did. I listened to it. It was really good. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move along to current events. Um so I had heard this headline for a while. I didn't read the article because I was like, it's not even important to me. But then I read the article and <laughs> I guess it made sense how clueless white people can be. And so basically when this person was first writing the story out, uh, it seemed like the studio exec just thought it was like fiction, action. And so he okay, was but- like, you got to tell us what you're talking about first. Oh, sorry. I am talking <laughs> about Harriet, the movie uh, yes. that recently just came out. So the studio exec was, you know, hearing the storyline. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, we should get, you know, Julia White person. Julia Roberts. <laughs> sorry, my brain blanks. Uh, Julia Roberts to play it. And he was like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> Everyone knows the race of Harriet Tubman. Everyone knows. Everyone. Even at my white Christian school, we talked about Harriet Tubman, the black woman. <laughs> you know, slaves get away. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But it's so, it is so real. And I think that, because honestly, when I first saw the headline, I didn't think it was real. I thought yeah. people just playing around on Twitter. And then I saw, I, I think it was, I don't remember what the um, outlet was, but when I saw this particular article from that particular outlet, I was like, oh, this is real. And that story was a little longer than the one that I selected for the show notes. But I was like, but you know what? This is really true because that is how the, I mean, listen, we love our white listeners, but I'm just saying y'all know. Y'all know. If you listen to this show, then you already know y'all like to change history a lot. <laughs> y'all like to change up things a lot. What was so... Uh, 
What was so, I don't know whether it's awful or it's good or it makes a point or what it does, but like the writer was saying that fortunately there was a single black person in that audio meeting, in that studio meeting who told them that Harriet Tubman was a black woman. They was like, why is it that only black people can speak? <laughs> for that fact <laughs> you know like I'm that's like... <laughs> but, but that's not even what came to my mind first what came to my mind is this is why the fuck you need black people at the table this yeah. is why you need black people at your writing table right this you make it's like you make all these mistakes that they make and all these things that they do that's so horrid i would like to think that if someone who looked like me was in the room that they would have been like hold up no yeah, yeah. There's a a lot of shows that um do a horrible job writing us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cough, sex in the city, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, y'all ain't got nobody in there. Nobody. When 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 were we on Sex in the City? Um, really, they're just. It was a, there's an episode where it's this fine ass black dude, and I want to say Samantha was sleeping with him, and his sister yes. had an attitude. Yes, 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 yes. Pretty yes. sure that was um, Olivia Pope. Carrie Washington, wasn't it? Was no, her? but she does put you in the mind of Carrie Washington. Yeah, but yeah, so like the sister like shut it down, and it just made it seem so awful and I'm like the one time you can speak about race you don't need to do it right but <laughs> but less. yeah this was just crazy Yeah, and it also made me appreciate which I already thought it was funny but it makes me appreciate so much those I'm gonna tell my kids memes <laughs> I am loving all of them they're so good <laughs> the one with uh young thug in the astronaut suit and astronaut and the astronaut suit and they're like I'm gonna tell my kids this Neil Armstrong that's my favorite <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh okay Okay, next up. Um, so Slickwoods, she is she kinda rose to fame uh when she went into labor <laughs> during Rihanna's Savage Fed Tea Show in two thousand eighteen and she's a gorgeous woman and I super love her and her her gap and her lips. <laughs> but um so she posted a picture of herself with her tongue out with her boyfriend and friends. And she's like, how I feel about chemotherapy. Shout out to everyone that got to go through it. And so she said, hashtag, at least I'm already bald. And so, of course, everybody is, like, on her timeline, just, you know, giving their, you know, well wishes and all that. And then she posts another one, and she's like, hey, y'all, y'all don't have to feel sorry for me. (laughs) Like, y'all don't have to. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm still strong, I'm still making it. And then she posted like one more um post about and she made a reference to supermodel Gia Karanshi who died of AIDS related complications and kind of just was like, I'm strong, I'm gonna get through this. Uh the middle post, by the way, was a picture of her son giving a stank face and it was so cute. <laughs> I you know what? I am so glad that you are interpreting this 
way different than I did. And I'm going to choose to take it lightly like you did. Because I don't know. I didn't care for her response. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not to say I didn't care for it. That's not, that's not true. It's just that it was like, I don't know. People, I don't know. I don't, it rubbed me weirdly. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Gia also? Mm-mm. One of my faves. One of my faves. And for her to compare herself to Gia, I was like, girl, are you okay? Because Gia was going through some things. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I don't know. I guess. Because I like her. And. I watched. I love her, and I've loved her before. Before Fenty, I loved her. I love Slick, but you know, it it's not always. It doesn't always make you feel warm and fuzzy when people start. You know, sometimes a person's attempt to say the right thing or do the right thing can fall ill and it doesn't always make you feel warm and fuzzy. But I do think sometimes you have to realize that people mean well. And so for the response to be stop treating me like a victim, when literally people were just saying, we love you, you're going to make it, blah, 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 blah. It's a little tone deaf and off-putting. And so I was like... (sighs) And then to come back around and make the Gia comparison, I was just kind of like, okay, still love Slick. And like I said, maybe that was just my interpretation. Yeah, I'm glad that you read that differently. And I'm just going to choose to maybe look at it more, uh, to look at it lighter Yeah, than, than what I initially did, even though I still believe that, you know. <laughs> and then... I guess the article also made a note to say that like chemotherapy is not only does right. not only treat cancer, so it also treats right. blood disorders and autoimmune diseases. Um, I think Selena Gomez went through over lupus, which a lot of yes. black people have and things like that. Yes. So we don't really know yep. what's wrong with her. And I think yep. she I don't think she really wanted to go down that whole like sympathy road. <laughs> like I think she was even in the first picture, she's just saying that, like, I'm going through this, but I'm okay. You know, like, this is kind right. of fucked and I, up. And but, I get uh, that. Yeah. I get that. It's just when people... I, I get that, and that's fine, and you're a person, and you get to feel how you feel, mm-hmm. and all of that. The stop treating me like a victim, that one-liner, and the way I interpreted it when I read it was mm-hmm. just... But I think, and I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, I do think it came out later that she did have some sort of cancer. And, um, but I could be mistaken. So I don't want to, I don't want to quote what I think I saw. Yeah. Well, I just um, kept this article because I liked it the best. and <laughs> didn't want to use the other one. Well, all the best for whatever she's yes. going through because whichever way, um, chemotherapy sucks. It sucks, and we do love Slick Woods. Yes. So, and her son is when that picture. I just wanted to eat his cheeks. <laughs> I just wanted to bite that face. He's so cute. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, customs and border protection. Got some <laughs> hating ass niggas. 
So somebody like I could I could just see it. Like you live in Texas and you go to Mexico and you're like, ooh, that Mexican bologna hit different. It's not like hit different. American bologna. And so you try to sneak your little bologna back and then they stole like they I guess the officer saw that there was like you know bread rolls behind him and honestly <laughs> it sounded like the driver didn't really realize it was like an illegal thing right and so he was like where are you bringing from mexico and he's like frozen rolls of turkey ham and then they <laughs> stole all his shit that was 154 pounds of bologna seized and destroyed <laughs> i mean it's about <laughs> My cousin retweeted this, and I saw it. That's how I saw it. And I was like, ma'am, excuse me? <laughs> like, is someone getting in the way of the enjoyment of a nice bologna sandwich? And I tried to, like, look at this from, I don't know, a scientific standpoint. I mean, I guess I understand foreign diseases and stuff. But I feel like as long as you cook it and burn it a little, like we're going to do anyway, it's going to be fine. Right. Like, It's not it, like you take it out. Pieces of bologna and going to go feed cows in like a pasture right. in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, <sighs> and like also side note: after reading that, I desperately wanted a bologna sandwich. <laughs> I hundred percent did not feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had bologna in I I can't tell you how long it's been since I've had bologna, and even then, it was probably at Granny's house because I don't buy it, but. So there is nothing like a good fried bologna sandwich and you fry it and burn it a little bit. Oh, it's so good. So I think I went to like a minority camp with engineering stuff like in high school. And that's when I was introduced to bologna because my parents are feeding me bologna. And so for a little while, maybe even in college, I was like, ooh, bologna sandwiches. And I think I just burnt out on it. And I was like, um, no more poor food for you. <laughs> like, stop listen, putting that in your body. <laughs> have you ever had grilled bologna? No. <laughs> listen, that is fine. Do you hear me? <laughs> you go to the deli and buy the block, like what they had in the in the story, not the slices. Buy the block, cube it up, put it on the grill. Telling you, I'm telling you. That grilled bologna is good. <laughs> That's a fine eating. I don't know. <laughs> I think I've had enough bologna in my body. Youth in, in Dallas, Texas, I know somebody knows about grilling bologna. In somebody Dallas. does. Not anybody else. <laughs> it's just to. not you. Right. <laughs> 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 Trying to get me thrown out of my apartment for. <laughs> Using their nice gas grill to sorry, grill sorry, bologna. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> thoughts and prayers to our friends from Mexico that just wanted that Mexican bologna and yeah. can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sounds delicious, but sorry. So, McDonald's employees in Chicago file a lawsuit alleging restaurant puts employees in physical danger. And honestly, when I read the headline i was like why don't they just do like the glass walls like they do in like liquor stores 
<laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's shady honestly, as fuck, but like, it is so, it is so shady when I go to a, <laughs> you know that um that that old neighbor commercial that people show that clip of little Kim when she goes you're in the hood now baby <laughs> I think that every time I go to a liquor store that's got that right. that's got that glass partition up I'm like oh you're in the hood now baby <laughs> right yeah I'm just like I mean I do feel offended that I have to like you know pay you through like a hole and then you, <laughs> and then you push my liquor. <laughs> But I'm like, you know, if they if they are being violent in that area, they gonna get their, you know, Big Mac or McRib or whatever through that little Y'all, drawer. my daddy loved a McRib. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know and, I, and every year I'm like, Daddy, but you know that ain't real, real meat. And every year he tells me, Don't kill the dream. <laughs> in fact, like Yeah, like you never call ribs rib meat. <laughs> like I feel like that's like a caveat they like legally have to make because it ain't really ribs. Bless <laughs> it. Stop putting McRibs in your body. Says so the girl. Please eats stop. Fish fillets. Please. Please. <laughs> and chicken nuggets. But yeah, I. Hey, can we pause for like one second? My mama calling me. Sure. Sure. Okay. So, um, I don't really have much else to say about McDonald's. We have known McDonald's or certain McDonald's to have like, you know, uh, what's, what do you call it? Um, customer and employee interactions that weren't so good mm-hmm. and i'm just saying i think that i hope these people win their lawsuit mm-hmm. and i think that they deserve to be heard and i hope that corporate makes it because some of the changes that the um article said was suggested that corporate overlooked i they need to make those changes something as simple as making it not as easy for a customer to jump over the counter or making the drive-thru window so that a bitch can't climb through it. Right. Like, those are simple things you can do to protect your employees. Yeah. Get get better, McDonald's. Get better, because I love your fries. And no, I haven't had any in a while, but if you don't get it together, I'm never going to have any again. I'm not going to tell that lie. I was, yeah, I was listening to Jim Gaffigan this morning, and he was talking about McDonald's fries and, like, the extra fry that's in your bag, like, the bonus fry. Oh, now you're making me want, oh, see, I said I was going to cook after tonight's show. I was like, I'm not eating out. I'm not eating out at all this week. After tonight's show, I'm going to cook. Just a little something, maybe some tacos or something. I already took the meat out. It's already defrosted, and now you got me wanting McDonald's fries. <laughs> this is violent. <laughs> but um, so their CEO actually just recently got fired, and I feel like <gasps> I um, saw that. But also, T-Mobile CEO stepped down, and I think that McDonald's is going to hire them, him, because they were looking at him. And then, like the next week, they why said did he, he step down from T-Mobile? 
Because I think he's going to go work for McDonald's. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah. uh, I thought it was like scandal related. No, he and wasn't was like, in trouble. I really think else? McDonald's oh, okay. is about to poach him. Well, yeah. Okay. So, we're okay. just waiting on the announcement anytime. Moving on up. Okay. That McDonald's mm-hmm. money hit different. I mean, you know, T-Mobile, they all right. But they ain't everywhere like McDonald's. They don't sell millions of burgers a day. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna move on to um the Taylor Swift Music Awards. Oh my God! Yes. Listen, <laughs> I only included this because I felt like we had to. Um, if there were a couple things that stood out to you, you know, you want to hit on it. Oh sure. So <laughs> Beyonce, <laughs> what yes. uh favorite female artist where I think soul and R&B Khalid um hold on let me find that because there was oh never mind that one was fine there was some I thought that one was one where I felt like most of the people in that category didn't belong there anyway but no, no those were fine all the nominees were fine and yay Beyonce won I don't even though I don't consider Lizzo a soul and R&B artist. I actually don't even consider Beyonce a soul and R&B artist, but Beyonce does make soul and R&B music, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I definitely don't consider Lizzo in that category. Is she more like pop to you? I think she's more like pop. But you know, they had she to... She has moments. They had to save room for Taylor Swift to win. You're right. You're right. Right. <laughs> um, Lil Nas X won something. Oh, favorite song, rap slash hip hop. Oddly enough, they didn't win favorite collaboration, and I thought that was weird. Because <laughs> with him <laughs> and Billy Ray Cyrus, I'm like, that is a legendary. Um, I think <laughs> collaboration. I, <laughs> I think I highlighted that somewhere, but I don't see it anymore. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't win that too. Yeah. Either them or or Gaga and Bradley for Shallow. Right. Because that got a lot of spins. I don't even know this Senorita song. Right. I don't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and and also, or the Post Malone and Sway Lee song from Spider-Man. That was that a really good song, song, too. That song was pretty popular, too. Like, I don't yeah. even like Post Malone, and I listen to that song regularly. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is what made me start liking Post Malone. Do you remember? Oh, 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 Doyen. Doyen. You didn't watch Homecoming live, did you? I did. From Coachella when How it streamed that night. How it seemed like you? I remember asking you and you said you didn't. No, anyway, I was okay. literally in a hotel room with my friends for her birthday. And I was like under the covers, like watching Coachella at night. Cause I thought she was gonna drop that damn album, and she did it. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I don't know why. Maybe that was my cousin. Then it's like it's like a group of Beyonce fans. I know I can depend on, and it's basically you and my cousin Cara. <laughs> and maybe Cara was the one that was like she fell asleep. So anyway, that was when I started liking Post Malone because before then I always felt like eh, I hated that White Iverson song. And he looks like he smells. But then, 
you know, he was, his set was right before Beyonce's set. Oh. And so I ended up tuning in early to make sure I didn't miss none of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And so I caught like the last few songs of his set. And that turned me into a Post Malone fan. I actually like him now. Still hate White Iverson, but I actually <laughs> like Post Malone now. Just because of that set. And also from this, from just from watching that set on my computer screen, I feel like I feel like he might smell like polo and cigarettes, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but at first I thought he smelled like because he looks like he needs a shower. But something mm-hmm. about watching him on that stage, I just feel like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Polo and Newports. He smoked Newports like the blacks. Yeah. Um, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about any of the rest of it. So I don't understand how Taylor Swift was somebody stuff. Like, whose dick did she... No, I'm not going to say that. But I don't understand why she won all of that. <laughs> like, she was a clean I mean... sweep across everything everything. Everything. it really was just her it was her it was it was her coming out party basically i mean and they were like oh she's having a tribute and i was like i have no interest in being in any part of watching this (laughs) no part i don't know um if i was a fan of post malone winning the favorite rapper hip-hop album though i absolutely was not because he's not a rapper He's not a rapper. He's like a I moaner. Don't, uh... <laughs> right. Right. Like, I absolutely did not care for that. Um, and once it again, was, what, it was... Bruno Mars, what did he put out? Why is he winning? <laughs> okay. So, we're not going to attack Bruno. <laughs> but I did say the same thing. <laughs> I was like, but... Because <laughs> uh, when, I, when I saw that, I said, well, I'm not mad at it because I love Bruno and I'm not one of those people who thinks he shouldn't deserve the awards he wins, but like his album is at least two years old, right? if not more. The so only like, thing that he put out was Please Me and that song is loud as hell. <laughs> and I, and I, and is that his song or is it Cardi's song? I don't even I don't know whose song know. it is. But it's loud. I, just... I think it's his, but it's, <laughs> Very poorly mixed. You can tell they did that quickly. Like, so it was like, yeah, I agreed with you. And then the favorite soundtrack. I just want to say, they deserved. (laughs) Listen, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. I love the movie. Everybody knows I love Rami. Y'all, this season of of Mr. Robot, mm, 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 beautiful. I love Rami. I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Queen. I have my moments where I just listen to Queen all day. Um, I love Freddie Mercury, so I feel like they deserve. The only reason why I felt like maybe A Star is Born was probably, or even or even Spider-Man was more deserving, is because those songs are original. And of course, from Bohemian Rhapsody, well, I mean, those aren't original songs. Those are Queen songs. Right. It's old as hell. <laughs> right. Okay, you can calm down. You can calm down. It's old as hell. <laughs> They're old, but they stand the test of time. Okay? Uh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't see it for that. <laughs> but alas. I felt like I a, star, Malik. a star is born needed its things, and nobody gave it to them. And I don't understand. I was really, I was shocked and disappointed. 
because I, I too feel like they deserve some recognition. But oddly enough, because I like the character that Lady Gaga played so much, and like basically when she was being founded by the record labels, like she started to act like who she typically is as an artist now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like kind of disgusted at that, like Lady Gaga. <laughs> I'm like I just like the more acoustic Lady Gaga and not yeah. all the electric. Anyways, um, that's her fault. <laughs> but yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, that's all I had for the AMA for the AMA, aka Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift Awards. coming out party. <sighs> okay, Ooh. so we're not gonna leave you on a sour note. We are going to leave you on a higher note. So there is a black couple. They were in Mexico. And uh, her fiancé, the girl was named Tori Austin. And her fiancé was Stephen, Stephen Johnson. Anyways. um, So he suffered kidney failure on vacation. And they weren't able to cover the $14,000 hospital bill. And so they were just stuck in Mexico. So they had started a GoFundMe in hopes of raising enough money. And then, you know, Tyler Perry stepped in and that's right, paid their bill. And um, I guess their payment, the money was wired and was set to arrive on Monday. Uh, and once the payment clears, they should be able to come back to the United States. Um, I just want to say really quickly in a moment of honesty. <laughs> so before we started recording, I already drank like two of these Seagram things. <laughs> I had a strawberry one and I had a Jamaica me crazy one. Mm. And I am feeling really warm and tingly right now. It's and it's be. really hard for me to concentrate. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to say Taylor Perry and I'm having to concentrate really hard. How dare you? <laughs> Tyler Perry does not what. deserve that. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. And I didn't want y'all to think that 8% alcohol got me this giggly. <laughs> but I will say so- with, with this article, uh, so they're like, Tyler Perry is once again shown that he is the epitome of black excellence. So I'm like, whoa now. Like, well, <laughs> right, down. Like, we, we settle just, down, Esmeralda. We settle just down. have started like, openly embracing him again. Like, don't, don't give him too much too quick. Like, <laughs> One thing I found weird, and maybe I, maybe I interpreted it wrong, but it seems like the hospital is not letting them go mm-hmm. until they pay their bill. Mm-hmm. But then... Are you not just accruing a bigger tab if you stay at the hospital? Yeah, I don't think they're letting them. Oh, yeah, they are stuck in the hospital. So isn't the hospital really just running the tab up? Yeah. Like, if you don't let me go, (laughs) that just seems to me like they're running up a higher bill if I got to stay here. Because at the very least, I'm getting room and board. Mm. I mean, you might not feed me or whatever, but Mm. I just feel like that's a space someone else could be in i don't know but i'm glad that uh tyler perry did step through yeah and help them out because that's awful and i would hate for something like that to happen to me happen to me and i'm stranded and um if it does i expect y'all to get in contact with tyler oprah somebody and get me <laughs> out of there I'm gonna put twenty dollars on that. Go fund me. And keep moving. I mean, and, I, and you know what i had not it's so weird because like i feel like 
I run across almost all of the black GoFundMe's on Twitter. <laughs> but I had not, I, I did not hear of this story, period, until I saw it that, you know, Tyler Perry was stepping in. So, I heard about it. I don't like giving money to strangers. <laughs> um, you know what? I actually do it more often than I probably should. Um, and most of the time I just feel like, you know what? If you're scamming me, if you're not telling the truth, that's on you. Yeah. I, I'm i doing what, you know, my heart feels like. I I give to, like, things that I probably shouldn't give. I'm not going to say I shouldn't give to, because if it's real, it's a great cause. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you say, it's a stranger. You don't really know. Yeah. But I, but most of the time I'm drunk when I'm on Twitter. So it's like, oh, well, heart-wrenching. <laughs> let me put in, let me put in a cash app. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> mm. Yay, Tyler Perry. We're thankful yes. for you. Thank you for that. And so. Okay. Does that, are we done with our Hot Tops current events? Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, guys. I feel like this is a natural time. Feels really good to stop and hear a word from our sponsors. What do you think, Doyen? Sounds great. week's someone something segment is super short but it's double important (laughs) (laughs) simone biles was just named female olympic athlete of the year at the team usa awards that's it that's the tweet. That's the announcement. You're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> like the cheer sound or anything? Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> because our girl deserves all the things. Oh. So, the awards were recorded live in Los Angeles, and they will air hmm, Sunday, December the 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. Uh, the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee announced the winners, acknowledged outstanding achievements in eight categories. Biles won five gold medals at the 219 FIG World Championship, the most of any gymnast at a single event since 1958. <laughs> <laughs> she holds the title for the most decorated female gymnast in history and the most decorated gymnast period in world championship history. She is also the first woman in 70 years to win six U.S. all-around titles. Look, I... 70 years. <laughs> like, there aren't enough things we can give to Simone Biles. Right. Like, let's give her the Spelling Bee Championship, the uh, Perfect Attendance Award. <laughs> she gets them all, okay? Simone Biles is that girl, and I just want to give her everything. Everything. She's so cute, and she wins all the things, and she deserves. <laughs> she's tiny, and she's cute. She's so tiny. <laughs> she's so tiny, and she deserves. So, again... Congratulations to Simone Biles. I'm just saying, your face could never. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's that time of year. (laughs) And so moving along to our poor life decision. (laughs) (laughs) 
where your co-host is not drunk already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? We learned early on in this show, in our early recording days, that we cannot pregame. Like, we learned that. Yeah, and I have it. And, <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, some of us are slow learners. Some of us need a little remedial help. I... <laughs> Listen, I've been at home all day. What do you what do you what do you want me to say? <laughs> okay. So talk about well, the time. Tomorrow tomorrow I'm getting up early and I'm going to get a pedicure and a manicure. So there's that. I'm going to work okay. and get an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much. I'm getting it. ready for that road. Ah yeah. Okay. So once again we're entering holiday season. And although we've talked about surviving holidays before, I just felt like we need a refresher. We need to like remind ourselves things we can do to get through the holidays. So we have 10 survival tips for Thanksgiving family gatherings. I'm only now, accepting all... nine. I'm telling you now. I Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know which one you're exploding. So, okay. <laughs> we all know that Thanksgiving is a time of year for like being all reflective and giving thanks and, you know, you're happy for your family and especially, you know, for the blacks because typically we look at this as a time of year, especially Thanksgiving. We look at this as an occasion to get together with our family, have a great meal, Think about, you know, be reflective, be thankful. We're not really looking at this as some pilgrim shit because we know that it's not true. So, <laughs> this is a time when we're really supposed off to be thinking work. about family and being... <laughs> this is a time to be grateful for being off work <laughs> and being thankful for... And it's a really good time, too, to look back on the year and just being thankful for everything in this year and being thankful for your family. But sometimes family can drive us up a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've got an article, which, of course, we will put in the show notes, that gives us some tips about how to survive our family. So tip number one. Eh, eh. <laughs> Quiet on the place. <laughs> pass on the cocktails nope. <laughs> <laughs> now this may seem counterintuitive since your primary urge is to knock back a few glasses of wine or you know have a few sips of that hen but think uh, no, no. Think of the it article way. said because this is for white people it said <laughs> dip into uncle henry's vintage scotch collection <laughs> you know <laughs> well ain't no scotch at my house okay right well, somebody might have some hen in their purse right. uncle henry <laughs> <And> somebody is me <laughs> uncle henry got some moonshine he ain't got no vintage scotch <laughs> listen if you're gonna start calling out the times that i changed this article from the white sounds to the black sounds, you might as well get ready because I made several changes. <sighs> anyway, think of it this way, though. You may be tempted to, you know, take a few drinks, but look at it this way. Once you hit the point of intoxication, you'll end up saying or doing something that will likely be embarrassing. Now, if you need to have a drink, have a cocktail, you know, when you first get there. And a cocktail, y'all, is not 
<laughs> Listen, 50-50. Okay. Have a cocktail when you first get there to like take the edge off, calm your nerves. And if you want, you may have a glass of wine. And we're talking about a real glass of wine, not a black person glass of wine, <laughs> with dinner. Okay? But limit yourself to those two drinks. So, I'm going to say this. <laughs> There's not actually a lot of drinking going on at the actual Thanksgiving dinner for me because mm-hmm. that is with my mom's family. <laughs> but when I leave my mom's family and then I go over to the house of my dad's family, that's where it gets on and popping. And I'm not going to pass up on the drinks. I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. To be fair, my family is a fairly dry Thanksgiving. But I just don't yes. like yes. people telling me when I can drink. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, at my fa- at where I'll actually be having dinner with my mom's family, it's going to be dry. There's not going to be any drinking. Yeah. But unless I bring wine, which I have a few years, um, I've brought wine before. And I might bring wine again, but otherwise, there won't be any drinking. Number two, prepare to deflect. You likely already know several of the topics that will be discussed during your Thanksgiving event and many of the questions that you'll be asked by well-meaning relatives. So don't go in blind. Instead, arm yourself with a few, a few diversions, okay? So these are some examples that they gave and I thought they were really cute. No, I'm not currently dating anyone. I haven't found a man that quite measures up to you, Dad, Granddad, Uncle Henry, yet. <laughs> I don't. I'm probably gonna. I don't know if you can say that to your dad. <laughs> Due to you know, like the kids. <laughs> Listen. You know what? You know what? No, I have said this to other people when talking about our dads and stuff, and. I love my dad, and I'm very much okay with the fact that he has six kids and five baby mamas. My mom was his wife, by the way. Uh, I am very much so okay with that because he loves us all. Yeah. He claims us all. He takes care of us all. He never denied a kid, and he makes sure we all have a close relationship, even though we didn't grow up in the same house together. I know mm-hmm. too many ain't shit dudes that have had a whole family had an outside kid that you didn't claim and now that kid got all kind of problems. So no, I'd much rather have someone who's going to claim their kids and you know, I'd much rather have that. Now, yeah. don't be dogging me and shit, but you know. That probably <laughs> is the problem because I do yeah. date because I love my dad. I'm such a daddy's girl. I probably do date guys that are like my dad and that's probably why I'm not married. But anyway, we're not going to <laughs> <laughs> My job? Well, Actually, I, oh, you look like you could use a refill on your drink. Let me get that for you. <laughs> That's a good deflection. That, that would be a good deflection at my other folks' house. Like, oh, oh, your, your glass look empty. Let me have you out. <laughs> oh, and this one, okay. We can skip it. I started it. to leave. <laughs> I, we'll skip it. Well, it was it was a quote about the president, but we don't have those problems. <laughs> we don't have those problems, and the reason the reason why I was going to skip it is because we don't have those problems. The other reason why I was going to skip it is because I think you have to hold your family accountable. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I didn't skip it was because sometimes 
you're the only one holding your family accountable. And that gets tiring. Like Mm -hmm. for me, even my cousins, my age, even my younger cousins sometimes say stupid shit. And I feel like I'm the only one who's sitting there going, guys, what you're saying is ignorant, harmful, and anti-black as fuck. It's like you said, we are some of the most self-monitoring people. And my family is very good at that. And sometimes I feel like I'm the only one going, uh, that is not okay. So I say it's the holidays. Take a break. You ain't got to call everybody out if you don't want to. Mm. Just get up and leave like I probably would do. <laughs> Number three. Take a few shots. Hey. And no, we are not talking about <laughs> drinks. <laughs> we are talking about family photos. Listen, offering to be the family event photographer or videographer will give you a few advantages. Okay. Your relatives cannot grill you if you're having them pose for photographs, okay? That's number one. It gives you a chance, um, I'm sorry, it gives you an excuse to leave a conversation at any time because you can always be like, hey, cousin Kiki over there and doing her Beyonce impression. Let me go <laughs> record this. I mean, perfect excuse to get up and leave, right? Mm-hmm. And then also, you can kill a lot of time by arranging your family photos by, you know, family, marriage, group, cousins, however you want to arrange them. You can say, oh, I need to get these. I need to get these together for the scrapbook. So being the family photographer, that can get you out of it, too. Also, my morbid take on it is when my dad passed, I had to like, you know, we we're scrambling for pictures to make sure we have pictures of him with like every child and grandkid and things like that. So a lot of times I'm preparing for future funeral programs, <laughs> making sure hey. I have the pictures that I need. Hey. <laughs> it's hey. kind of morbid. But <laughs> there it's we are. morbid, but it's not uncommon. Right. <laughs> We've all thought it. <laughs> Number four, put the game on. If you're feeling a little tense or awkward at your family gathering, use your ninja moves to quietly and inconspicuously turn on the game. This effectively divides the family into two groups, those who are going to watch football, those who do not. And you can pick whichever group, you know, best suits you. But as the article points out, you may want to just join that football group because they're not going to be paying you any attention anyway. (laughs) Oh, and... That that's true for my family. Like they that definitely splits the group in two. But also I don't have to use that as an excuse because everybody who knows me knows I love to nap. And so I will at any time just say, All right, y'all I'm gonna go take a nap. So that's my exit. <laughs> I s- okay. Go ahead. Is that is the egg ball on Thanksgiving this year? Uh you know what? I didn't check. I mean I have, like, completely checked the fuck out of football, but I'm like... (laughs) Okay, okay. But I will say that the years that the Egg Bowl is actually on Thanksgiving, the whole family pretty much pays attention then Mm -hmm. to football. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, you still have, like, Granny and her group that doesn't, but more of us will pay attention to football. Yeah. Mm. We need to find out. Um, I didn't care about number five. (laughs) Number five is magic. 
spend quality time with the kids. If there are children in attendance, you can give yourself a break from interacting with the adult members of your family by spending time with the younger set. Have a conversation with that shy cousin who seems to be holding back or jump in and play hide and seek in the backyard. Now, I do this quite often if things like people are saying things I don't want to talk about. I will go and like talk with the kids or play with the kids. And it's an easy distraction. Oh, it is on Thursday, by the way. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, I think that's a real, I think playing with the kids is a really good one. That's a really good way to get out of once, especially like if the aunts start at you during Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? Playing with the kids is a good one, Doyen. Do it. I, I just don't have as much family as you (laughs) at Thanksgiving, so I was like, what kids? Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Number six, make yourself useful. Offering to help with chores not only makes a good impression on your relatives, but also keeps you busy and gives you something to focus on other than Aunt Maggie's weird new hairdo. Now, the article (laughs) goes on to say, many hostess will deny your offer to help. I don't have a family with that type of hostess. Right. <laughs> right. So I don't I don't know what that feels like. But in case you do have that situation, you can always just say, but you know, there's got to be something I can do and that gives me a way to spend more time with you. Uh, like I said, I don't have that problem. As soon as I walk through the door, people start assigning me jobs. So I just try <laughs> to make myself unuseful. I disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I found that if I make myself more useful in the setup, then I can disappear during the cleanup. Yeah. So I, tr- I try to be strategic about it. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, give them something to talk about. Most people enjoy talking about themselves and telling stories about their past. If you find yourself in a situation where you either don't want to talk about your life or you've run out of safe subjects to discuss, then ask a question that requires a story as a response. That is a really good one. That also works in class if you have a teacher that's pretty chatty. We used to do that all the time. (laughs) We used to do that all the time with this particular teacher. But yeah, um, it also, the article also says, be careful though about what you ask. (laughs) Because, you know, asking your grandparents how they met is one thing. Asking them about their honeymoon is something else. They're just some things you cannot unhear. Also, you don't want to get a visual. (laughs) Get it in, Grandpa. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, our number eight tip is to dress for success. Again, you know what? I think I actually did not accept two of these. Actually, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, why don't you accept this one? Well, I I feel like it doesn't really apply. I don't. I don't know. Okay, so let me read it and then you say. Okay. okay, so face it. No matter what you wear, someone will comment that you should have opted for something warmer. More formal, less baggy, less revealing. You can't please all of your family relatives at one time, so dress in an outfit that makes you happy. So the first suggestion they give is to go for something loose around the waist because pie. 
don't wear all black because someone will remark that you look like you're dressed for a funeral. That happened to me in real life at a family gathering. <laughs> wear an outfit that makes you feel confident so that when you find yourself explaining again why you haven't made partner at your firm or why you haven't settled down and gotten married, you can say, you can tell yourself, at least I look good. Now, the only caveat I have to this is that I don't just tell myself, at least I look good. I have said verbally with my mouth to my aunts before, well, you know what? I'm gorgeous. <laughs> and that's been my response to when they start asking me all those questions. Why are you not married yet? And you ain't gonna have no kids, girl. You started to get too old. You ain't gonna have no kids. And I just let them know, you know what? I look great. What about you? Mm. Or your kids? Because <laughs> she looked tired. <laughs> I kind of feel like this doesn't apply to us in some ways. Yeah. <sighs> I think it's I weird. I feel like... Sorry. Go on. I think no, it's no, go ahead. I think we'll say that. Weird the people that have like stringent dress codes for Thanksgiving. I'm like, girl, spandex. Right. <laughs> right. I, I honestly, what I see with black families in particular mm-hmm. is that each family kind of does their own thing and it seems like everybody adheres to it mm-hmm. fairly well. So you have some families where everybody comes dressed up. And I don't, it's not like it was a major decision, but that's just mm-hmm. kind of how they are. Yeah. You have some families where everyone's more casual. You have some families where people come in their pajamas. It just seems like yeah. we are pretty good about moving as a family in that situation. So we're pretty casual for Thanksgiving. Same. And also my family is not opt to changing clothes. Like even if we do come a little dressy, we will always bring some sweats or yoga pants or something <laughs> like We're all about the comfort. I mean, you know. Number 9 share the joy. If you're married or you're in a relationship, then this one is a snap. But if you're single, consider bringing along a sympathetic, well-behaved friend who doesn't have other Thanksgiving plans. Preferably, one who doesn't mind fielding personal questions from strangers, doesn't drink too much. You see, you're going to take me, whether you like it or not. (laughs) I'm going to dad. promise not to share embarrassing stories about you. This ally will commiserate with you after the shindig and during the gathering she'll take some of the pressure off of you. He or she can take some of that pressure off of you. Um, Yeah, sure. (laughs) And number 10, which to me is the ultimate most important tip, have an exit strategy. Let me tell y'all something. I don't leave my house without having an exit strategy, okay? (laughs) While you certainly don't want to be rude and offend your host, you'll want to have a plan in place to extricate yourself from the festivities when you've had enough. So, one of the tips that they give is to make plans before the big day to drive one of your elderly relatives home after the meal. That doesn't work for me because Granny likes to stay to the end. (laughs) Like, that never works for me. Um... They also said you can volunteer to be somewhere. Um, Even if you want to do like a soup kitchen or somewhere that's going to feed on Thanksgiving, that's a really good way. I mean, who who can get mad at you for leaving to go volunteer? Mm-hmm. No one. And, you know, just apologize and say you have to be up early in the morning. I, my only thing about that is, unless you're truly going to be up in the morning, I just don't like to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Not when I don't have to. 
So I'll just be like, well, I'm gone, y'all. <laughs> I'll just leave. And everybody's used to me doing that. Like, it is a running joke now that I'm always the first one to leave the function. So I, you know, whatevs. All I'm saying is have an exit strategy. And above all, no matter what, please remember that this is a time to celebrate with our families and celebrate being a family. No matter how apprehensive you are about spending time with your family this Thanksgiving, remember at some point in the day to be thankful for them. We all we got, y'all. We all we got. Right. So we will have this article posted in the show notes. And I really do think overall that some really good tips were given. Um, so I'll just review that. And maybe it can help you survive your Thanksgiving dinner with your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? No, I like my family. <laughs> I, I love my family. Kind of um, <laughs> <laughs> I love my family. I love being around them. And I'm pretty good at just leaving the room when the talk starts to become about, you know, things that I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. or when people start asking me questions about my personal life. I'm just pretty good about being like, all right, then mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just get up and walk out. Right. So It's all good. All right. So now we're going to move on to our favorite part of the show. To buy you a drink. All right. Um, right. I'll go first because mine is super quick. I just want to buy a drink for... Tylenol arthritis. Let me tell you why you need the Tylenol arthritis. <laughs> because the other regular Tylenol is a weak pump. The Tylenol arthritis is 650 milligrams. And that's the best thing you can get next to that Tylenol 8 that the doctor had to prescribe you. And right now I am cramping and nothing is helping me except for Tylenol arthritis and my heating pad. But it got a little too hot for the heating pad the other day. So... <laughs> Tylenol arthritis is not just for people with arthritis, y'all. <laughs> buy it because it is the highest strength Tylenol you could buy over the counter. 650 milligrams, okay? <laughs> Tylenol arthritis, just drink it's for you. <laughs> Toya, who are you buying a drink for this week? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy a drink for my friends. Just all across the world um because you know that is you know group of people they're not necessarily family but they do support me day in and day out and i'm so thankful for everybody who responds to at least one of five of my text messages because i know i'll just keep sending stuff and hope that somebody's going to answer me one day (laughs) (laughs) so thanks friends okay Thank you for being You're a friend. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. I was just. So we started from the bottom, now we're here, y'all. <laughs> I get on, and y'all don't know how much I watch Golden Girls, and every time the show comes on, yes. I hear his version in my head. It's like a spiritual, it's, it's like a new spiritual <laughs> for us. <laughs> and that song though that song is a real tearjerker right. I mean, I mean I it really is okay. thank you for being a friend Zoyan <laughs> invited okay. everybody <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah oh goodness <coughs> alright okay so 
We have wrapped up another episode of Poor Life Decision. We just hope that we've helped you make it through this week. Um, I'm going to assume that many of you are going to be listening to this show as you drive home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say I'm thankful for y'all. Thankful for you being wonderful listeners. Thank you for leaving wonderful reviews. If you have not left a review yet, you still can go to Apple iTunes podcast. Leave us a review, rate us five stars. The other ones do not work. And you'll be making my day. You'll be making Doyen's day. I mean, what else What? What else could you do with your time that's more beneficial? Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Making me happy is, <laughs> is most important. So, uh, Doyen, tell people how they can talk to us. Well, first, ditto on the thanks. Uh, we really do yes. love y'all for listening. Uh, we are on Instagram. It's Poor Life Decision, One Decision, because we're changing them one at a time. That's also the name of our Etsy page, if you're looking there. Um, we are on Twitter as PLDPod. And, of course, you can always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. You can also DM us because our DMs are open. Yes, slide into those DMs. <laughs> let us know what poor life decision you want us to cover. Um, let us know who you want to buy a drink for. We'll share. Right. I mean, you know, not Don't expect a real drink. <laughs> but you know, yeah. a pod drink. Right. <laughs> so again, thank you guys for tuning in and um, take care of yourselves. Love on yourselves. The holidays can be really, really rough. Be kind and be gentle to yourself. Drink plenty of water. Take your meds. Catch a sale. Use your sunscreen. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> All right. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. Crush that